Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Thanks for joining us, everybody, for Wandering in the Word once again this week. It is Sunday, March 13th coming up, so we're going to do a little talking about uh, our text for the second Sunday in the season of Lent. Yes, we are going into Lent. We're in it. We're in it. It's happening, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, How's everyone's uh, Lenten disciplines going? Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Loving them so much. Good deal. Well, that's great. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump in then? Well, we've got a, our gospel reading. Melissa, would you like to read that? Yes. Uh, Luke chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, go tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing curses today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes for you to say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. Well, well, well. Foxes and hens. Jerusalem. Pharisees? I mean... Some nice Pharisees yeah. for yeah, once. Usually the Pharisees get kind of a bad rap in the Gospels because they're kind of focusing on the wrong things, but they're not supposed to be like bad guys necessarily. Yeah. They're just like the religious... Religious people. leaders of the time. Um, yeah. And these particular Pharisees <laughs> recognize like um, Jesus is in some danger. <laughs> he is unpopular with the leadership. So like, go, like now's your chance yeah. to escape. Yes. And Jesus in good Jesus fashion kind of gives a little... <clears throat> sermon message here of some kind, you know, saying that, you know, I'm casting out demons, doing all this stuff, but, you know, I don't worry. They can't kill me because I'm not in Jerusalem yet. Yeah. This is kind of, you know, we're in Lent, so we're kind of journeying to the cross. And so, um, you know, he's kind of lamenting Jerusalem of sorts then. And mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, to my, even for me, like, as I read this, I'm kind of like, what? what what's going on why is jesus feisty like what is the deal here um and then i just kind of scratch my head so i'll leave it (laughs) to you to to give all the answers (laughs) no i mean i think it's worth noting yeah that jesus isn't like backing down in the face of you know herod wanting to kill him i think that's probably not a surprise to him and that is I mean, the, the end point of this mission he's on and this journey he's undertaken, um, but it's not time yet. Not there yet. Casting out demons, performing cures today and tomorrow. And then on the third day, I finish my work. Isn't that interesting that on the third yeah. day, it will be complete. So, of course, that's um, calling us back to perhaps Easter and resurrection being the completion of the, the ultimate completion of this yeah. journey toward the cross that he's making. So, um yeah, I don't know. The the whole hen thing, I mean, I've never really closely observed 
chickens much, but I mean, you have some experience with chickens, right? I've, I've had them? I've had backyard chickens when I lived in Iowa. I had illegal backyard chickens when I was in Dickinson. Whoa. I didn't know they were. No, I did not know they were illegal at the time. I but... one time had an illegal rabbit, so <laughs> solidarity. Well, I still keep the ticket that I got from the nice animal control guy in Dickinson who ticketed me. And then we went and had this whole thing with the city and um, tried to get backyard chickens passed and Lo, they did not. Okay. <laughs> so not I cried out, oh, Dickinson, oh, Dickinson, <laughs> the city that kills my hopes of having backyard chickens. Um, did you ever have little like chicks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'd always, Aww. yeah, you know, like when Tractor Supply or somebody does yes. like chick days, yes. we'd go and get, depending on where we were, when we were in the city, we only had like four or five mm -hmm. or six, but um, none of them were <laughs> roosters, <laughs> just hens. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I never actually got to see them with a mama hen. Okay. But I did see a Facebook video yesterday, uh, and mama hens are not like gentle. Oh, sure. But we think of them as kind of like these genteel kind of like, but when it's like the mama bear, it is. Yeah, very much like mama, <laughs> mama bear chicken. And uh, yeah, I mean the the chicken is very like assertive of uh -huh. like to keeping her hens safe. You know. Yeah, you a, have to be, I suppose. Which we all are the little one is that vulnerable like yeah. you get after it for the survival of your species yeah well you know i don't need i mean you, you both are moms i mean you know you, there's kind of like this different level when you have to protect your kid right like yeah, there's yeah. this uh and dads too you know parents mm -hmm. people you love in general yeah. you know you kind of get riled up i mean you right. Can, Ready to kind of unrush and, yeah my so I don't have the the chicken experience legal or illegal, um, <laughs> but I do have experience walking in Oak Park in the spring. Yes, and so when I think of this hen, then I think of the geese that are I don't mm -hmm. assertive is too nice of a word for They're the geese. Jerks. <laughs> They're mean. Um, so all these Canada geese that are like Oak Park is our territory. Like maybe we'll let you pass by on the walking path. But if you have a stroller with a toddler about about goose head height, um, <laughs> it's a little it's a little uh, tense yeah. walking through some of those spaces because they're ready to defend mm -hmm. their chicks, their goslings, um, yeah. and territory, and and see you as the uh, like I don't know the fox equivalent, the Herod. Yeah, um, and so that sort of. Yeah, it's like a natural instinct, I guess. And I think interesting to imagine chickens being kind of the image of God mm -hmm. for us. And um, yeah, as, as Jesus being kind of a mothering, nurturing, yeah. territorial, a little bit sort for us. Yeah. yeah you know, we actually, we actually, you know, we have a new Lenten prayers that we have in our liturgy. And one of them is like a I can't remember the word because I only noticed it on Sunday, but it references God in like a motherly way, a motherly yeah. care. Maybe that's in the benediction even because I said yeah. it on Sunday and it's I was benediction, like, yeah. oh yeah, that text mm -hmm. is coming up. But if people didn't know that this text is a, a often read Lent passage, they might be like, where did that come right. from? Yeah. <laughs> we talk about God the Father yeah. much more often than God the Mother. And we use that, I think, when we talk about like expansive language of God, it's not excluding yes you know, not like we're not saying father, but we're also like yeah. seeing God in, mm -hmm. in all people and, you know, is encompassed since we're all made in the image of God. Um, mm -hmm. That's mothers and fathers. And so like, we kind of, I, I think it's helpful to think of God in, in that bigger way. Cause mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you, you know, we hear that expression, mama bear, you know, mm -hmm. kind of idea, like, you know, and, and I think to, to bring it back to scripture and not just talk about livestock all day, but um, <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs> um, and I, 
Pastor Randy, I think you had mentioned this, you know, that kind of like God's desire to gather God's children together like a hen, you know, to protect um, her brood under her wings. Um, but you were not willing, <laughs> you know, were those chicks that go wandering off or, um, you know, ignore the danger or right. think we're self-sufficient and we don't need yeah. anyone else's protection or help. Or ironically enough, I mean, I, I don't think it's a stretch for us to say, no, we go and look for the fox to protect us. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and if Herod is the fox, he's the, the leader, he's the one with power and might, and we go and say, will you protect me? Right, the worldly yeah. status and authority. He might eat me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, it, we just seem to always be looking elsewhere other than God yeah. to, to, give, to be our hope. Hmm. so that's a that is a good um a good thing to reflect on during lent when we're talking about mm -hmm. repenting and turning return to the lord your god you know <laughs> what would what would happen if all of us could like er, like re redirect our focus and gaze toward the the mothering hen rather than the big powerful you know yeah yeah earthly mighty guy yeah the fox who That'd be cool yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so that this is maybe a good segue into our New Testament reading that we were reading this a little beforehand, and we have some questions about it. But we're to see what we're getting ourselves into, and we're going to do it anyway. So. We're going to do it anyways, because there's some interesting things in here. So we'll now read um, our New Testament reading for March 13th, which is Philippians chapter 3, 17 through chapter 4, verse 1. Brothers and sisters, Join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction, their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things." But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation, that it may be conformed to the body of his glory, by the power that, has, that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Okay, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, before we even dive into the content, I think like the mood of this little section of this letter is um, it's very like deeply relational and very like community oriented. And I mean, can I even use the word intimate? I mean, so he's, a traveling apostle it's not like he has spent his life with these people like you know oh i grew up with these people they're my closest friends he speaks this way to people that he's maybe met once or twice yeah. and it's just it's just so warm to read like my brothers and sisters whom i love and long for yeah my joy and crown wow and then he calls them my beloved at the end there and i think um that's that's what i liked about this text that's <laughs> not really some of stuff in the middle. Yeah, because the beginning part where Paul is going, you know, he's like, join in imitating me and observe, observe those yeah. who live according to the examples you have in us. 
Uh-huh. I think we would. I would have felt more comfortable if he used where he does other times use the image of like be imitators of Christ. You know? Right, it, that's Philippians two, right? It was like yeah, one chapter it, earlier. Yeah, so, mind being using Christ Jesus. So maybe he's kind of referencing that a little bit. I was thinking of like Romans twelve. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's like be imitators of Christ. You know, as dearly beloved children, offer your bodies as living sacrifices which is also kind of weird, but is he sitting in jail right now? Like maybe I think he, he feels is. like he has, he has done this sacrificial thing that is very Jesus like. Yeah. So maybe that's that actually, I think he is. Although I doubt he's calling everyone to <clears throat> sit in jail. Like that's not productive right. for the yeah. sake of their mission, but yeah. And I think that's where some of this language, cause there's some kind of ugly language in here that I think we, that I, I hear sometimes other places in our, our culture today, you know, enemies of the cross of Christ, you know, this, I, this idea that there's enemies of the church, or there's one side of politics that's out to get the other side, or, you know, this kind of like dichotomy that um, is often set up with this kind of language, enemies versus our team kind of stuff. But I think he is in jail. And so he might be, this might just be some human reality kind of rubbing off on him. You know, people mm-hmm. keep arresting him. Uh, uh, people who are trying to hinder the spread of the gospel as Paul sees it. And so he, yeah. their God is the belly and their glory is in their shame and <laughs> their mind are set on earthly things. They're the bad guys. Yeah. Our all, citizenship is heaven, you know. Yeah. And I think when we sit in our less extreme context in our less intense sort of life circumstances, we can recognize that instead of there being like the good people and the bad people, like we all have both kind of within us and we are repenting of the the bad guy and um, trying to live into this new identity in Christ. Um, It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not quite so. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, we were talking, we were having a I remember where a few days ago I was having a discussion with folks kind of on like history, like the people that we idolize in history presidents. Mm-hmm. We were talking about United States history in particular and how it's kind of important. And neither, I think there's lots of folks that want it so black and white, like either they're perfect or they're like the worst thing that ever happened. And it's like, you know, like Lincoln and Jefferson, all these like they were, you know, products of their time, obviously, but they, they weren't perfect. Right. Right. And why do we expect that? Why do we expect that of them? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Can we celebrate what's good and, and right while acknowledging and maybe lamenting Mm -hmm. what was not so right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's true for us with Paul or, or with Martin Luther, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, like they, they wrote good things, but like, they also kind of had their, as as we would say, maybe like their growing edges. (laughs) That's putting it nicely. Personality traits that maybe they could soften a little. Um, But but he does write persuasively here. I'm glad you pointed out that end part, Pastor Brandy. That is kind of a beautiful, he does seem to have a heart for them at the end, you know, this kind of, it does come back to a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as I was mentioning, I think before in verse 18, when he's talking about, the many who live as enemies of the cross. I've told you often of them, like they're sitting around like gossiping about these yeah. people who have, you know, made the wrong choices. And and he says, and now I tell you, even with tears, mm-hmm. like, he is very like, he's very all in. He's like, all in. Emotionally, physically. Um, he's, yeah, he's, this is it. This is his, his life. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, Melissa, what, what stands out to you? Um, the verse that stood out to me was, but our citizenship is in heaven and it is from there that we are expecting a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's just a lot going on with citizenship Mm -hmm. right now and always. So just thinking of 
I don't know, our earthly boundaries and our borders that we think are so firm and whatever really are not. And maybe that's not the point. Maybe they were never supposed to be so black and white and inclusive and exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, for Christians, we, we hold our citizenship through Christ as being like our, our ultimate, you know, we're all one in Christ through baptism and and there's no longer Jew nor Greek. Yeah. Right. Slave nor free. It's mm-hmm. we're all the le- the playing field is level. There's not none of these earthly boundaries. Yeah. I like that. Earthly citizenships. We are all one. Um, and uh, it's really easy to forget that, though. It's really easy to use the citizenship as just another like in and out right. enemy friend kind of mm-hmm. thing, um, which we do all the time, which are citizenship. You know, that's a. Yeah is an identi- identifier for us. So, for sure. um, you know, I was thinking, I, I noticed that verse 21 gets used mm-hmm. or is often recommended for funerals, but I've never really liked it because the <laughs> translation we have says, uh, he will transform the body of our humiliation that it will be conformed to the body of his glory. I just don't like that word humiliation. It yeah. rubs me the wrong way. I mean, and it does kind of fly in the face of what we read in Genesis chapter one and then in Genesis chapter two as well, that God is making and creating all things good. And if God is lovingly down in the dust and dirt, shaping um, humanity and breathing the breath of life into them, that's not so humiliating. Yeah. I mean, that is amazing. That's practically divine. Yeah. I mean, I guess there is, you know, the humiliation, I think you had mentioned it maybe has kind of more of a root word of like humble. Yeah. Um, dare I even say maybe like frail or something, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that, that like reality that we're, we're not immortal, like, yes. you know, just like on Ash Wednesday, where, you know, we are dust and to dust we shall return. Um, but that is a very different word than humiliation. That makes yeah. me think of the playground, like, you know, yeah. or like doing something embarrassing. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Flushing beet red for some yeah. reason. And the, yeah, I mean, in contrast to the body of his glory, like, we are very humble, whether or not we were right. crafted uh, by God. You know, I, I, I have the same discomfort with that, and I, I'm not sure what to do with it. Yeah, but there we are. I guess we can check different translations and see uh, if there's, there's some, yeah, better some word. comfort there. Yeah, Let's go back and check the Greek and see what the original <laughs> well, Greek. I'll leave that to uh, you. Yeah, but um, well, Greek has left me largely. Me too, but that's what the internet's for. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think we can, and you know, kind of goes back, stand firm in the Lord in this way. It kind of brings me back to that, you know, trusting in the God to be our, our mother hen and to protect us and um, to look, look to God, not Herod right. for our source of life. So, but feel free to be like Paul, but feel free to be like Paul. <laughs> yeah. Copy him. Maybe not all the ways, but he had some faults. Um, uh, anyways, well, any uh, closing thoughts here, folks? I think, I think we're good for another think week. We're ready, good for another week. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for Wandering in the Word today for March 13th, 2022. For Pastor Brandy and Melissa and myself, we'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.